Hello, hello, hello. This is Two Broke Not the Trade, and this is Daniel. And this is Russell. And this is our fifth episode. Yep. Five in a row. How's it feel? That's pretty good. Um, just the consistency and having something fresh to share each week. Of course, this week it's a little bit more fun because something actually happened. Happened. Uh, so I was starting to get worried about what the heck we were going to podcast about if our stocks just continue to be bag holders week after week after week. Yeah. Um, and then I think in hindsight, once they did move, we realized in the grand scheme of things, it was only, it was less than two weeks, but it felt like a year. I know. It felt, <laughs> I felt like I was like in the Sierra Desert, <laughs> running out of water, hoping, hoping to see something happen. And seeing a bunch of opportunities just out of reach because all your resources were tied up in something that wasn't doing anything. Yeah, and that sucks. It sucks because, like, usually when, when Zoom had its offering and it went down to, like, 13 cents, I would put all my money into Zoom. I would have Yeah. And, and would have been a good, good thing, too, right, yeah, as it turns out. Because it went up to, like, 18 cents. Something like that. 17, 18 cents. And but you couldn't do it because your money was in ships and in top ships. tops. And I'm so I'm so sick of ships. <laughs> it's like no more ships. Um, um, we're done with boats altogether. Uh, but no, it, I, I felt the same way. It just seemed like um, everything else on my watch list that I would normally try to take advantage of, I was just I was just out, and that was kind of the first time because. Typically in the past, I've always left myself somewhat of a reserve of a couple hundred dollars to still be able to either average down or jump into something else. Unfortunately, this time it went on so long and there were so many dips, I used every bit of my money averaging down. Um, and, yeah, then, then, and then it just kept going down, so I just had to go for the ride at that Yeah, point. and that's opposite for me because, you know, I'm used to putting all my money into something and letting it rise. But this one just took for freaking ever <laughs> like, I, like seriously I felt like I was in boredom forever waiting for it to go up yeah I I was I mean while a bag holding in tops and ships in Houston USA and if you follow us on Instagram you know that's all I've been talking about for two weeks because that's all I've been in been stuck but um, I did I think I had $46 or maybe $56 sitting there when uh, Zoom dropped to 13 cents. So I was able to, to scalp about $18 off that just to have some kind of mental vic victory. Yeah. Um, but in the grand scheme, when you're, when you're down $150, you know, in, in uh, tops and down, you know, 30, 40 bucks in ships and, and down, I think I was down $22 in, in Houston, USA. Okay. To make 18 bucks in the grand scheme of things doesn't doesn't help, but but it, it helps mentally just to okay I still I can still do this I mean I I haven't lost my superpowers it, this still works sometimes <laughs> yeah so how how was your week so this week um, like I said it uh, all week was about the same um, until Thursday and uh, Thursday finally. Um, Tops and ships, which kind of they follow the same, pretty much the same pattern. If one's up, they're both up, or one's down, they're both down. They started going up, and uh, so I was 
really excited. You know, it's one of those memes you see on in the Weeble chat rooms where somebody's got a little stick and they're just poking it like, does this thing move? You know, that's how I felt. And both of them went up. And so um, it was nice seeing all the negative get closer and closer to being even again. And when it started moving, I was, I was, I was mentally prepared to just get out when it's even. I was like, okay, let's just erase the last two weeks and get back to zero, take a deep breath and start again. Yeah. Um, but uh, once I passed that that even spot, they I, I didn't I resisted that urge and let it go and let it go, and uh, all of all three stocks ended up going up more and more. Now, hindsight will find out that um, I could have made a lot more, but um, I did make money in all three of the stocks. I crossed $1,300 for the first time. I got as high as $1,333 and um, there was a dip and I kind of got scared and so I just dumped everything so that I could close the day at $1,301 because I just needed that mental victory, I guess, of, of, be, of closing the day over $1,300 for the very first time. Um, was that nice? That was nice. It was, uh, and I, I'm not even mad that I missed out in how far it did run what I could have. Yeah, because you could have made like 14. I could have made another $100 if I had waited overnight. Or 100, I, probably because I didn't realize Houston, USA was going to keep going as well. Because that thing doesn't move at all. And Yeah, it, I, it, hate, I, I hate Houston, America. <laughs> like Usually I get mad at people on Weeble saying, I hate this stock or this is a bad stock. No, Houston, America is a bad stock. It doesn't move. And then when it does move, it's randomly. You don't know when it's going to move. Well, and there's no volume. Yeah. Um, so these other things have 20, 30, up to 79 million volume. And you got Houston over here with its its 3 million a day, maybe. Yeah. You know, and so it was just like so frustrating. Um, but, of course, I got out just a little bit above 14, just under 15 with a profit. But if I'd held overnight, it went up to, I think, 17 tops. It took off to like 29, and I think I got out at 22 or something. And ships, uh, what did it get up to? 20, did it get up to 21, somewhere in there? Yeah, I got up to around the 21. And uh, and then it fell back down. Then it fell back down to 17 or something like that. But right, right now it's like 16 something. Yeah, so made a profit, ended the week strong. I didn't do anything on Friday. I, I didn't even, I wasn't even in the market on Friday. I just kind of took the day off. Um, everything seemed to be in the green, so it didn't look like there was an entry point on anything anyway. I took a vacation, mental, took, mental vacation. I took a mental vacation. Um, and so, I, I mean, your story's gonna be similar to mine because we were in the same stocks, but um, but you did something I didn't do. I got out, you stayed in overnight. So what, what did you wake up to? Okay, so. Like, like you were saying, the week sucked all the way up till Thursday, and then it took off. And you, you, you called me. <laughs> I was sleeping because I work overnight, so I was sleeping. You called me, and you said, you should watch your stock. And I was like, it only went up penny. Like, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not, <laughs> it was at 13 cents, and I was at 14.6. So and I was already up, so I was like, okay, I'll play my game. And then all of a sudden, I, I checked. Checked it again, and it was at the like fifteen cents, and like, oh my gosh, 
it's actually going up. <laughs> Something's happening here. And then it just kept going and going and going. It fell back down. I thought about selling at like um, 15 to just get out. But I was like, no, I've held this for freaking almost three weeks. I'm going to get my $200 to $300. Yeah, and so you sent me a screenshot Friday night, or Friday, no, Thursday night, um, and I think you were at $1,830, and you were kind of like, look at this, and I posted on Instagram, like, the boy did good today. Um, and yeah, because I was at eight, almost 1900 Yeah, and then um, in the morning, uh, well, that night you said, man, it'd be really nice to close over $2,000. Yes, it would be. And uh, you're so, but but you rode overnight, and did you get your two grand? Yes, I did. I got my two grand, <laughs> and it's so amazing because I feel it feels so good because now I feel validated. Because to be honest, full disclosure, there was a point you were like you were you were about ready to sell at a loss just to do something else. Yeah, I was about to go just get into Zoom because I know Zoom's going to go up to twenty two. Yeah. So you're cents. like, do I do I take the two hundred dollar loss on all this and jump put it? No, no, it was even worse because like, like so I was at two thousand. So I'm at two thousand right now. Yeah, and I was at before like Thursday. You're at Sixteen something. I was at fourteen. Fourteen. Oh my god, goodness. Okay, so <laughs> you don't know how bad that hurt. I was like. I want to sell, but I can't. I have to hold. I got. I can't. I can't let my emotions take over and make, and just sell. So I didn't, and I'm so glad I didn't because now I made. I came back and pretty much made six hundred dollars. I came back from fourteen to two thousand. But, but not really make six hundred dollars. But what I really made is like two hundred and eighty dollars. And it, and it feels right. and it feels good because like you know so so the stocks had to move six hundred some dollars for you to make two hundred eighty yeah <laughs> but that's amazing that they did that in that and, one and, swing day and what makes you feel it feels like I don't know how you have this feeling it's almost it feels like you're in the fourth quarter and you you made a <laughs> you made a, a heroic comeback so you feel like you feel like a, a Patrick Mahomes right now coming yeah. bringing them back in the fourth quarter yeah feel yeah. good okay um, so so that was our our week our week consisted of Roughly four stocks between the two of us: Zoom, t uh, Tops, Ship, and Houston USA. Between the two of us, the last two weeks mm -hmm. have just been those four stocks. And, and Friday was crazy; like everything was up Friday. Like oh, oh, I know my entire watch list was green. Barely anything was down. Like the only thing you said it was down was um, Tough Belt. Tough Belt, yeah, uh, yeah. The only one you're my darling. You know, Tough Belt's kind of my. Is like your fuel cell. It's, 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 you 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 hate it, but you can't keep your eyes off of it, and you keep checking in to see how it's doing. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, so are you in anything right now, or did you get completely out? I'm totally out. Okay, so we're both totally out. I've got thirteen hundred one dollars sitting there ready to go for Monday. You've got two thousand um, dollars sitting there waiting for Monday. Um, and I. I um, and what I'm thinking is I'm probably going to wait until probably Wednesday to get in anything. What's your strategy there? My strategy there is um, 
ships, yes, I might get back in the ships. <laughs> but ships is having earnings. And like the day, um, why everything went up is because um, the company put out a thing, they were up 69% on profits. Or 60, 62 or 69, I forget yeah. what it was. But yeah, they put, so, they put out some good news. Yeah, like right here, they're up 69%. Yeah. And so like if earnings shows that they beat, they beat the projection, like you could go up to 30 cents. Yeah. And so I think I'm gonna wait and see what happens. I'm not gonna use any day trades because even if I stay out till they actually come out with the earnings report, I wanna be able to use day trades on it. Yeah, what is that, around the 15th or something? It's on the 11th. Oh, the 11th, okay. And, okay, so do you have an entry point in mind? Um, my entry point, I hope it, like during the week, it drops a little bit and drops to like 14 or 15, I might get in then. Yeah. Um, Zoom, I might get into Zoom because it's at 17 and it ha and like um, it might go up to 22 cents, 23 cents again because yeah. the offering is done and now it's just on, on the market and usually it goes up. Yeah. Um, and then I might play around with Houston America and do the pre-market thing where I usually, because I made a hundred dollars. Hundred bucks. Yeah, it now. does usually have some kind of movement right there in the pre-market, and that's which, which, you, which you don't have that luxury. I do, because <laughs> someone like Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, so, any other strategy, or is that kind of you're just going to keep your eye on those same stocks? Any um, any stocks on your peripheral vision that you're keeping an eye on? Um, I'm keeping an eye on. Zoom, uh, not Zoom, um, Tuesday, a clothing store oh, okay. that, that's it, it recently went up a little bit. Recently went up and it fell 10% in um, after hours. Okay, so I think it got up to what, 25 cents? It got up to 28. 28, now it's down to 25 or something like 25, that. 25, 24. Okay, but it before that it was trading around 20, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a little bit up right now. Um, okay, in, any particular reason that one's on your radar? Um, we'll talk about that later, but mostly because they're because um, they they filed for bankruptcy for Chapter Eleven, but they got a um, they have a grace period to get up um, up a dollar up to a dollar before they're de delisted from the Nasdaq. Okay. So they have till December twenty eighth, I think. All right. So you're feeling pretty good about their restructuring, and that might be. Enough focus is on them right now that the stock might get a bump. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, my strategy coming into the week is pretty much the same. Um, I will watch those same stocks that have been consistent, um, which, you know, is ships and, and tops and some of the stuff that we, we love and then we hate and then we love again. Yeah. Um, but I, I've got very solid entry points, and I won't get in any sooner than that. Even if I miss a couple runs, I'm I just do not want to get caught in a holding for two weeks okay. again. And uh, I thought I got in at a good price last time, um, but even then I knew it would go lower. But I was like, yeah, I can always average down. Um, so you know, I typically get into tops around uh, around 14. This last time I got in on just under 16, which was a little early. 
And of course, it went all the way down to 13, and it may have even touched high 12s for a second. Um, so I'm thinking 13.5, but um, 14 would be the highest I'll jump back into tops. Ships, I probably won't get in ships again until it's 13 even or 12 something. Even, even for the earnings report? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess I'll pay attention and see what's going on volume and all that stuff but but i've done my best with it when i've stuck to my entry and exit points mm -hmm. um, my goal next time though once i get in is to not sell so early because um, i always know tops is going to hit 27. i mean i say that with an asterisk right always know but it usually always hits 27. Um, and many times, like this time, it got up to 29 before it came back down. Um, so to sell at 22 or 23 um, is a little premature. Now, if I'm in a position where I can't watch it, I'll go ahead and set my limit sell for 20% just to be safe. But if I have the ability to watch it, I'll probably... What I tend to do is it gets above 22, 23, and then it'll dip. Mm -hmm. and then I'll get out. But every time it's dipped, it's always went back up another three or four cents after the dip, and I've missed out on it almost every time. Yeah, that's what we keep on learning. Everything, everything comes back. Yeah, it seems to be. Even, uh, even the, like the pandemic, it went down to 18, 18 points on the um, Dow Jones. Oh yeah. And you, so it's back up to 27. Oh well, yeah, the NASDAQ setting records and stuff. It, it's just, the airlines are coming back. Every, I mean, it comes back. Imagine everybody that sold. They're probably horribly mad at themselves for selling. Yeah. Well, it's like me when I first started. I think in episode one talked about when we were just figuring it out. Some of the first stocks I bought was Ford at eight dollars. Yeah. And then you know, then it dropped to six, and then to five, and I got out at five something and took the loss, and then it went down to the fours, which made me feel like I was smart. But now it's at 761, almost back up to where I got in. I'm like, yeah. Um, I did kind of the same thing in the early days with GE and a couple others. I sold them at a loss just to, because I didn't know what I was doing. And that's when we kind of, I kind of just decided to stick with penny stocks. But, um, but it, it, the, the, the market cycles and it comes back and those are dips and, and what we always say is always if it's always buy it when it's low because low is on sale unless it's on fire yeah. right so if the if it's not in bad bankruptcy doing a reverse split on negative news or delisting it's pretty much just on sale it had a quarterly bad report or, or it's people gone. are pulling their money out to put somewhere else on something else that's the, the flavor of the day or emotion yeah, emotions. Like it, it just starts to drop and then everybody panics and yeah. it just drops. And more. so those are on sale and, and we're kind of getting better at... Because that's what happened to Zoom choosing when, it, when it had its um, um, offering. They had an offering at like 15 cents and it fell all the way down to 13 cents. It probably should have never fell to 13 cents. Yeah. And so my other strategy for this week is I'm actually, I might try... Something I've been watching, and if you follow on Instagram, I shared this a couple days ago in a little one-minute video, but 
I've been watching Cato, the clothing store, mm -hmm. and its volume is really low, um, I, like 200,000 shares a day. So it doesn't move much. But what I've noticed, um, I went back to check my memory on this, and five times since March 30th, it has went from $9 to $11, and then back to $9, then to 11, nine to 11. And uh, I told a friend of mine about that this week earlier. I said, hey, he was saying, what, what should I pay attention to? And I said, uh, honestly, Cato's at 927 right now. I bet you in the next 10 days, it'll be at 11. It always does, it has four times already since I've been watching it, and sure enough, um, by Friday it was 11 zero zero mm -hmm. and then right after it hit 11 it started back down and I think it ended the day at 1060 so um, I'm gonna watch that and if it drops back down to low nines again I, I think I'm gonna just give it a shot and see if it's this is a pattern I can continue to take advantage of I usually don't buy things that expensive because you know I can only buy you know 40 50 60 you know I could go all in and you know buy a hundred shares or something. I'm not sure I'm that confident on the little strategy yet, but I might buy 50 shares and just see what happens. See if I yeah, see if I make that in 10 days make that hundred bucks swing. And if it just continues to do that, I'm, I might just make that part of my strategy going on until until it stops doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so I might do that. Um, awesome. I'm kind of watching. The, the, Kind of watching, uh, oh, was it uh, GNUS? Just because it's a flavor of the day, you know, it jumped from a penny stock, clear up to eleven dollars on rumors that Disney might buy it and some other stuff, um, and then it dropped, cleared back down to four on a rumor of an offering that turned out to be incorrect. And now it's it then jumped up to six, and I think right now it's floating around at five dollars. You know, I usually don't get things unless they're close to their fifty-two week low. So buying something at forty or at five dollars that was forty cents a month ago, yeah, it, it kind of goes against everything in my heart. <laughs> but you know, there is a lot of rumors that and stuff right now that this it could really go up. So I don't know. I'm watching it. Um, I'm really hesitant, but it, it looks like one of those stocks that could make or break you pretty good that you'll be talking about for the rest of your life if you do it right. Um, yeah, like you said, it, what, what, where did it start out? Start out? Uh, it was originally, at some time this year, it was like 44 cents, and, yeah. and then it jumped. It took off, and I think it was at $4 when I heard about it, and I heard the buzz, and and the the volume hit 400 million volume that day and that's crazy man. that's crazy and um in fact uh, trading halted two or three times through this process because the volume was so crazy um and at four dollars i was like i wonder if i should jump in but i was like oh i missed it and then i, then I like blinked and it was six dollars and then seven dollars and then i was like oh no i really missed it and then even at seven dollars i looked again it was at nine and i said i missed it and then I looked again and it was 11. <laughs> um, but I saw where a, a buy order came in for 15,000 shares at $11. And then it dropped back to four bucks. 
That person's probably hurting. Oh man, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm not that person, but I feel like four bucks maybe, maybe I shouldn't have been so conservative at $4 because could have really made some money right there. But. And then, but like you saw in the comments, people saying they, thanks for um, yeah, one paying guy, off my house. Yeah, the one guy like said, that. hey, I, I just paid off my house. You know, the, you know, those don't come around very often. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not where I'm probably going to take advantage of those or recognize them yet to take advantage. But it, but it does let me know that stuff like that still happens and it can happen. And if you, you just got to be in stuff. So right, right I think now. I, we've seen it twice. Well, Top Ship's on a, like a lower end because it yeah. went from nine cents to like 50 cent, 52 cents, 53 yeah, cents. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's big. That's a big, you know, when you're talking three, four hundred percent change, you know, that's huge. Um, this GNUS we we're talking about, you're talking several thousand percent. Yeah. You know, so um, so long as we're in stocks, penny stocks, in whatever, as long as we have our money out there, we have the opportunity for things like that to happen to us. Right now, we're probably in our worst condition where we're both completely out of the market. Yeah. So that we have no potential to make money at all right now. Right, so this is wrong. This isn't where we want to be. We want to get our, you know, like you're going to wait to Wednesday and stuff, but the goal is to get back in. Yeah. Right, okay. So those are kind of our strategies for the week. We'll see um, early Monday morning. I'll start watching the 52-week uh, uh, lows. Oh, who's, I'm, who's I on that? I'm also thinking I'm going to start um, seeing what Tough Plus going to do because you said it had, it had an offering at 80 cents and it's at oh, 89 cents. The offering was at a dollar. Oh, really? But it dropped to 88, 86 since I think it's at 89 or 90 yeah, cents right now. It's at 89 cents right now, and I'm thinking because it usually goes up to like a dollar 42. Yeah. So I'm thinking I'm thinking about maybe putting some money into that, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah, that's right because that breaks your rule of not getting anything over 20 cents, right? Yeah, it breaks it. So, <laughs> I'm not, so we do a whole podcast episode on rules, and then two podcasts later, we're not even following our own rules. So we're in the very beginning stages of learning of what we're doing, right? So I don't know. So, so just, just like a penny stock, we're very volatile as well. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to see if I unpredictable. I'm I'm just gonna watch it because like if it if it does go back up, I'm gonna I might get in. Well, you figure where it is now is half price to where it was before the reverse split. Mm -hmm. So the reverse split, a ten to one split, it was at a dollar forty, dollar fifty, which would mean. Uh, uh, it was about 14, yeah, before it was 14 cents, which would mean a dollar 40 after the reverse split. Yeah. Right. And we were getting in, I made a bunch of money off Tough Built going from uh, 11 cents to 17 cents over and over again. Yeah, me too. Tough Built's my yeah. second um, stock that made the most money. Yeah. So right now, buying it at 89 cents would be like getting in at 8.9 cents back then, which is crazy. It's hard to think of it like that, though. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so that's our strategies. What? Uh, let's go to kind of our segment two, where we want to kind of share a little bit on things that we're learning and studying, and and uh, we don't. Um, kind of as a disclaimer, we don't. Uh, we're not experts, and we're constantly learning. So something we're sharing where we are and are thinking right now, what we put together. Um, we may learn next week that what we said here was <laughs> messed up. 
but at our best regulation, a recollection, and what we've studied, these are the things we're learning. So, yeah. what 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 were you studying this week? Um, and before before we get into this, I want to talk about because um, we were doing this because we know there's a lot of there's not a lot of information on penny stocks, and so what we're going to do or a lot of agendized. Yeah, people, information yeah, like, to self-serve somebody. Yeah. So we, we wanted to, what we're going to do is like maybe every every um, podcast, we're going to do maybe two to three stocks that and do a deep dive into that stock. Yeah. And not too deep because we don't know what that is yet. Yeah, so, <laughs> so don't get too excited. Yeah. But it'll over time, these will get better and better as we learn terms, know how to decipher the financials. So this will get better over time, but we're gonna get started with it and today. Okay, so the first stock I really um, started studying this week is ENSV, which is another stock I'm looking at investing, um, but not right now, because it went up to like um, 22 cents, which is kind of high, I think. But ENSV is based out of Denver and employs 186 Employees and it was founded in 1980. Okay, so it's been, been around, around a while. Been around a while. Forty years. And it's a well in fluid management to oil companies and natural gas industry, and it has 65 trucks and it's it holds around 130 barrels in those trucks, and they use it they in the oil industry uses for fracking, um, getting. I, I'm not I don't know too much about fracking, but I've heard it's really bad for the <laughs> ecosystem, yeah. but apparently it makes money. Um, and their first quarter, um, um, first quarter was pretty um, bad because <laughs> their revenue. Were you trying to think of a more sophisticated word? Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> their revenue went down sixty percent um, from last year. So oh, the first. Goodness. For the for, um, first quarter from 2019, they're down 62% from that first quarter of last Compared year. Compared to this quarter, wow. And they were at 240 million last year, and now they're Market down. Market cap? No, that's the, how much they made in revenue. Oh, the revenue, oh, okay. And it went down to 9.4 for this quarter. Which, oh my goodness. So, so you probably know it's from the pandemic and everything. And yeah. And their their fifty two week um, high and low is seven cents and up to fifty cents. Okay, between seven and fifty, they're twenty two right now. Mm-hmm. And why do you say that's a little high? What have they been running lately? They've been running around fourteen, thirteen. Okay. And so it's it has a it has a potential to go up to fifty cents as you see, but it usually goes up to thirty and comes back down. So it's not a stock you're gonna make a whole bunch of money on, but it's a good swing trade. It's got a consistent swing that you've been noticing. Mm-hmm. And the analysts, and this tells you that it's not a really good stock, because the analysts say that it's just around, the price target for it should be 25 cents. Okay, so. 30 cents or 35 cents. Okay, so the average is 30 cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's 22 cents, so, so not a lot of, upswing there especially on the low end mm-hmm. um, but if you can get into it if it goes back down to 
12 or 13, yeah, like, you can probably write it to 20 again. Like, like this week, it started out at 15.3. Okay. And then went up to 22.5. So, and ended the week yeah, at 22.5. Yeah, so you're talking, you're talking 20, 25%. And, and it went up higher. It went up to like 25. So you could have even made more. Yeah. So, and they came back down to 22 okay. and ended, ended at 3 o'clock that way. Okay. So, yeah, you could have made money on that. And so what, what my best entry point um, best point to buy is at 14 cents to 15 cents. That's where I'd buy in at that. Okay, and, and uh, for the best swing, probably try to get out around 22. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then um, the chairman is Richard Murphy, and okay. he's on the um, board of Notre Dame, so he has a lot of connections, so he probably knows what he's doing. I, I try to find some books or more information, um, but there wasn't that much information on the website. But their website was the best out of all the ones I've looked at. It's very colorful. <laughs> oh, colorful. It's very colorful. <laughs> yeah. So, so did, did they have a really good investor section mm -hmm. on their website? It shows pretty much everything, all their news. So you don't have to go to Yahoo. You can go straight to the website and see all their news there. Yeah. I've kind of, I've liked that, that a lot of company websites have an investor tab. Yeah. I didn't even know about it. Yeah. I thought you can dig into, because Robinhood, it just basically, unless you pay for Robinhood Gold and get level two and stuff, you're you're just finding out how many employees, kind of what their market cap is, who the president or CEO is, and a little paragraph of what they do. Yeah. Um, so you gotta go elsewhere to kind of look. Um, and you try Yahoo Finance, Stockmaster app that we use to find this, but um, it's surprising how much you can find out just going to their website. Yeah. And that's there and their car, um, market cap is twelve million. Twelve million. Okay, so they're a they're kind of a micro cap. Yeah, so it's not big at all. Yeah. Okay. And then the next one, like we talked about earlier, is Tuesday Tuesday morning. Okay. Um, their earning was pretty bad. Um, they're falling <laughs> filing for bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, they were down two. Um, down two cents. And they were looking at delisting, but they had, but um, the Nasdaq told them they have to December, December twenty eighth to get back up above a dollar, which is a great thing, really, because like it gives them time to get out, put out good news, gives them time yeah. to um, get debt restructured and stuff right. like that. So they can that might give them a chance to try some things before just automatically going to a reverse split or something to try to get above a dollar. And it's good for investors because. You have a chance of getting at a low price and jumping up. Yeah. So yeah. So if you can find some confident building articles or something around mm -hmm. their leadership team, that would help. Yeah. Um, was their website very helpful um, for investing? Not really. It was. It was. It was okay. They they had little sections, but it was nothing more than what we will have. Okay. And then. Um, I would say their average volume is four million, so it's not that much, but it's it's better than most. Um, and their fifty-two week is nineteen cents, and to a dollar ninety-two, and that oh, so well. that's how that's where it fell from. Yeah, so they fell hard, kind of all kind of like J.C. Penney's, all the retail stocks. Yeah. So J yeah. so uh, okay. Tuesday morning is not as popular as J.C. Penney's, but it, I think. Tuesday morning has more opportunity to make money than JCPenney's. Right, and they're probably not saddled with the same level of debt and stuff that 
Casey Penny and stuff was. So, so good. I, I hope it turned around for them. And then analysts still have it at a dollar, dollar five. Okay, so they haven't done any updated on that. No, not yet. Okay. And then this week it started out at twenty one cents, and ended at twenty eight cents. Twenty one to twenty eight. Okay. So it had a had a pretty good swing if you would have got in at Monday. On Monday. Okay. Have you did, did you have a chance to look at past swings to see if it's done that a few times or you no, just start and watch it? I just started watching it and I looked at the graphs and it just showed it just falling. So okay, so we might now be at a bottom that might swing for a few times. Yeah. And I, I said the bet. I think this is this isn't a very good um, entry point because there's not a lot of data yet on it or a lot of good. Um, to see if it has a pattern yet. Um, but right now I see the best entry point is 18 cents because um, you don't have as much, you won't lose as much if you, if it drops at 12 cents. You can buy more at 12 cents yeah. than, than you can buy if, if it, you buy like 50 cents and it drops at 30. Like, yeah. So if you're an investor, this might be a good long hold, yeah. but we need to kind of watch it for a while to see if it's going to end up being a good swing trading stuff. Yeah, so I, I said eight. best time to get in is probably now or 18 cents because okay. it has the potential to make you a lot of money if it goes up and good news happens. Okay, great. And then and then the director is Terry um, Becker. I, really, I still couldn't find a whole couldn't bunch of... Couldn't find nothing. And, it, and like, it's weird because like penny stocks, it's really hard to find any information on directors or anything like that. They have like a little snippet or yeah. anything. Um, I didn't tell you this before. I don't know if you thought of it, but did you think to check like LinkedIn or any of those places that CEOs kind of hang out? No, I didn't. I didn't think of that at all. Okay. So yeah, in the future, we might check out the CEO on LinkedIn and see what their profile on there says. See, that might be where we can find some good professional um, information on them. And see the kind of see if they're writing articles or how active they are. Yeah. And so you'd think they would be, would want to be self promoting a little bit somewhere, right? Good. Did you have another stock? Yes, Zoom, my favorite Zoom. stock. Zoom. See, I think every time we mention Zoom, Ship, or Tops, there should be kind of like a gong we can hit or something. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom. But yeah, Zoom is my favorite stock, and it doesn't disappoint. Um. It's a pharmaceutical company for when dogs. When we say Zoom, we're talking Z-O-M. Yeah, okay. Z-O-M. And it's a pharmaceutical company for dogs and cats. It beat earnings by one cent. So that's why it saw a jump to like 30 cents that yeah. one day. That's all it takes sometimes. Go. And then what? And expenses are expected to go down during the pandemic and everything. And plus they have this new thing, Terraform. I think it's, that's what it's called. And it's a device they made that is a that is smaller than a desktop that they were using to diagnose diagnose dogs and cats of thyroid disease. And apparently, that's a big industry for them with okay. giving medicine and a whole bunch of stuff. And so they think that they don't have to buy big um, elaborate things to do the testing now. They just have a thing like a printer that they can carry around. Okay, so this is new news. Just yeah. came out. Like th it came out in May, so it's not new, new news, but it's showing that next quarter when their earnings come out, 
they might made more money in the beat earnings again. So, so they beat it this time, and they've had good news since beating that to give us confidence in the next quarter. Yes. Cool. And then um, their 52-week is at 11 cents when it. And we, we were actually during that time. Yep. Yeah, I remember we were during that time. We got the buy-in at that time. Yep. And its high is 49 cents. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, their average volume is the best out of both is 28 million. So they okay. have a pretty good average volume every day. Yeah. And when they run, it'll double that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the price target for analysts is 65 cents, which is kind of low. I thought it'd be higher. But yeah. it, the analysts say it's 65 cents. I tried to find some other analysts that had a projection, but I couldn't really couldn't find anything else besides okay. the 65 cents. Um, if you started the week um, Monday and bought it at 16 cents, you could have, and it ended this week at 17.5. So it just went up one, 1.5 cents. 10%. Week. Solid. 10% yeah. swing this week. Okay. And plus, we saw it go up to 20 cents during this week. So you could have made money that way too. Um, the best entry point we both know is 15 cents to 18 cents. That gives you room for error. Yeah, and I actually like 14. <laughs> you like 14, but I like 15. It gives, it gives me, it gives me room to, room for error in case it actually go, just jumps. Right. Yeah, I'll probably miss out on some of those when it doesn't dip clear to 14, but I, I just like 14 or even 13. <laughs> so I might wait longer than you and miss out on something. And um, I actually found information on their um, chairman. His name is Jeff Rowe, I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay. And he took um, Duplomat Inc., which is another pharmaceutical company, from $5 million to $3 billion. Wow. So he knows what he's doing. And yeah, so, that, so that was a good hire for them. And um, so that's what I found on all these three stocks. Uh, what did you find on some of Well, stocks? I just... Um, I was researching something else, um, kind of, I wanted to know, kind of have a better understanding of the difference between like small cap, mid cap, large cap stocks. Um, I think you did a little, you know, looked up on like blue chips, what that meant a little bit. But um, I, as far as a stock, I'm, I'm still kind of focused on learning tough built. It just, um, it, it just captures my thinking. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out the mentality of the leadership um, because I really want Tough Built to do well. Um, it's Tough Built has been getting contracts with Amazon and Lowe's and a few others. What Tough Built do, does is they, they, they make um, higher end or high quality like tool belts and just different supplies that a construction crew would buy not necessarily like the power tools and stuff but all of your clamps and and belts and pouches and all that stuff and it's high quality but it's not necessarily very cheap so it's good quality but expensive so your everyday people probably aren't buying it you know but those that are working in the field and want it to last through the season and stuff they would buy this and because of COVID our, our building um, season hasn't really taken off yet um, so I was hoping that 
coming into the summer, um, this would kind of get, would rise up. It would come into its, its element of time of the year and it's been getting some momentum. Um, but like I said, they were trading at 14 to 17 cents and then they did a 10 for one reverse split about a month ago. And um, so since then they've been trading from, um, well, they, they reverse split and ended up, I think at $1.27. They've gone up to like a hundred or $1.40. Um, and then they did, they were, I think $1.20, $1.18, I think was kind of the low. And then they did this offering at a dollar. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just dropped and uh, it dropped almost instantly on the news to I think 96 and then went clear down to like 82, something like that. And then it's come up a little bit to where I think you said it's at 89 right now. Um, so what I'm trying to figure out is if you just did a reverse split of 10 to one to get above a dollar so you don't get delisted, why would you do an offering a month later that puts you back under a dollar? I don't know. That, that just, I don't understand. When I go look at their financials, their financials look like a mess. They have a lot of debt, a lot of liabilities, um, negative net earnings. Um, so I think they're definitely in the build-up stage. They're in that debt stage. They're, they're, def they're desperately trying to raise capital to keep going. But they're picking up these contracts a little at a time. And it won't be long. You know, I'm... I'm I'm assuming it won't be long before they get enough contracts or a big enough contract that they're going to launch. When you go look at their products, they're all five-star products, great reviews, people love them. They're just a little on the higher end um, on cost. And I think they've spent a lot of time, they've got a lot of debt in the process of trying to build this up. I thought Lowe's was going to partner with them. Did they ever do that? I don't Not a partner. They... They are selling some of their stuff in Lowe's, but I'm not sure if it's nationwide and I don't think it's their entire product line. So I think if what they are selling as well, maybe they'll get a bigger and bigger contract. And uh, of course, Amazon is, you know, that's what they're doing now. The recent news was an Amazon, they're able to sell their stuff on Amazon. So we're hoping that kind of boosts it. But I really uh, like it. I like the company. I like their product. Um, I'm a little leery of the management team at this point. I'm not sure if they know how to take it to the next level, so I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Um, I, As far as an entry point, I don't know. Like I said, pre-split, we're at what would have been 8.9 cents, which would have been an amazing entry point. And so I want to say, yeah, anywhere in this 80 cents, it's and the fact that they did everything they could to get above a buck to stay to not get delisted would mean that I'm assuming they're going to do what it takes to get back over a dollar. Yeah. So I'm thinking anything under a dollar, you're going to make you're going to it's going to go back above a dollar. But it's the, the analysts um, have it at a buy, and some at a strong buy, but they lowered their their projection from five dollars all the way down to two dollars so that's not good yeah that's not good at all. so when they drop it that drastically um but still call it a buy i think basically what we're saying is you know if you can get it in in at 70 or 80 cents 
you'll probably be able to write it to a dollar twenty dollar thirty but it's not probably in the next quarter or two or this year going to break out they've just got too much debt they've got to overcome and they need quite a few more contracts to be that to to be that type of stock but i do think you can get several swings out of it between 90 and a dollar 20 if you're if, if that's something you like doing yep. i don't know 90 cents kind of high for what we do but because it's my darling one of my first stocks i made money on of I'll keep watching. I'll keep paying attention. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to say about just a little bit I've been studying on the, the, what's a small uh, cap stock, mid cap, large cap. I started looking in that because people were saying penny stock and small cap stock were interchangeable words. And then I heard others go, no, they're completely different. And so I just started researching. And when I say research, you know, a couple YouTube videos. Um, I did re I read probably about 10 different blogs. Um, tr a couple of them I got in were a little dated, 2016. But I just kept reading, kept reading, uh, and seeing what the common denominator stuff was. And because one thing I discovered is the, the definitions aren't written in stone. They kind of fluctuate and um, different brokerages and stuff will have different different amounts of money to determine where they fall in small cap, mid cap. But in general, it seems like um, from 200 million up to 2 billion is small cap, mm -hmm. right? 2 billion to 10 billion uh, market cap would be your mid caps. And anything above 10 billion would be your your large cap or what we call blue chip. Now, uh, you kind of looked at blue chip, and it was kind of interesting because I was trying to think, what does blue chip stand for? Is you know, because it can't be anything to do with like an Intel microchip, because there was blue chip stocks before Intel. So yeah. what is this? And then you come up and blow me out. I I wasn't even thinking what you you discovered. Yeah. What I discovered is that it just means a blue chip poker. Like poker, blue chip, the high dollar chip. So, yeah, so that's, that was kind of cool. I, I like that. Um, but blue chip and uh, large cap um, are, seem to be identical. They're talking about the big stable companies typically have a consistent dividend of some yeah. kind. Yeah, what I learned, the biggest thing about blue chip stocks is the dividend so that's why okay. like so i feel like there's a tier of blue chip stocks so it goes from like coca-cola coca-cola is like the number one blue chip stock because it's been around for decades and it's never went under it gives out a constant um dividend mm -hmm. and it's just survived the stock it's weathered a hundred storms yeah so that's why they say it's a blue chip stock and then you have like um, IBM, which is a blue chip stock. And then, then you have on the lower end, like Google. Google is a blue chip stock, but Because they're above that $10 billion mm -hmm. market cap. But, but they're not looked at as a creme of the creme blue chip okay. stock. 
because they don't give out a dividend. The biggest thing in a blue chip stock is they give out a dividend. In the long history of survival. And, well, and also they usually up their dividends over okay. time. That's what a blue chip stock. So, so consistent. Like, so like Amazon is, um, would it be above like Google because it gives out a dividend, but not a, a dividend that really matters. Okay. And then, so, and then like you hear about GE. GE is a, considered a blue chip stock, even though in the pandemic it's been going down, but because it gives, it survives the storm, it's been around for a long time, and it's not just in the U.S., it's global. Right. And it gives out a constant dividend. I don't know if they cancel their dividend. I, I should have probably looked that up before, but they usually give out a dividend. No, but they sold off their light bulb part of their company. So when you think of General Electric, you think like appliances and light bulbs. And yeah, but they're, they're in so many other things. But now, apparently, globally, when you think of General Electric, you think airplane engines. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't even know that. Yep. And so that's what I learned about blue chip okay. stock is that it's very... There's um, kind of like a tier one, tier two, tier three system. Yeah. And so what I learned the difference between penny stock and a small cap stock. So, and by learning this, um, it, I'm not, I think we, we do both. Mm -hmm. we, we've been saying we're penny traders, but we're really small cap traders that some of those are penny stocks. Um, so the def so penny stock is based solely off the price. So basically anything that trades at $5 or less per share is a penny stock. And a penny stock can or may not be a small cap stock. So a small cap stock, it, regardless of, sh of share price, has a market cap um, under a billion dollars, say. Yeah. You know, to 200 million to a billion dollars. So um, most of the stuff I've been looking at aren't even small cap. We're actually, um, like you were talking about some of the stocks you're talking about, their market caps were 20 or 30 million, right? So that's actually microchip, or I think the under Ultra or something was smaller than that. I can't remember now, but yeah. So we're like, we're trading the low of the low of the low of the market cap. Um, and so the difference is um, between typically a penny stock and a micro or a, a small cap stock is penny stocks, a lot of penny stocks aren't on the exchanges anymore. They're what's called OTC over the counter or um, you're trading uh, uh, pink notes or whatever. And so a lot of them you can't even trade through a, normal, through a, a brokerage like Webull and Robin Hood. And Robin Hood, you have to get in those that deal with um, to get like with an e -trade. OTC or something like that. So, so there's a whole world there that we haven't even explored as far as OTC. But those are kind of unregulated, and the reason they're delisted from the other things because they didn't meet the basic rules for to be regulated and to be something you can kind of trust. And so there's probably a reason you don't want to be in them. Um, so um, we're doing small cap and even lower than small cap trading. Um, and we like it. And we like it. And so a lot of people are like, oh, that's a scary territory. But what I learned about small caps and penny stocks is um, the volatility, of course, is a lot bigger, mm -hmm. right? So when you're talking about blue chip stocks, these are your huge cruise ships, your huge, you know, metaphorically, your big cruise or uh, oil tankers. 
that take forever to change direction. And what, what they also said about blue chip stock is that they are the market. They're the market, they're the economy. So what the economy does, that stock does, right? Um, what that industry does, that stock does. So when you get down into what we're doing, micro or, or small cap, they are so small, they're not really tied to the market, they can be going opposite. So they're like the speedboat that can change directions at any moment, mm -hmm. which can be good or bad for you if you're, you know, if you really want consistency, you're going to hold it over time, and you want slow growth, then you want those big caps. You want those blue chips that will slowly, year over year, be better than they were the year before, but they're not going to do anything that's going to give you a heart attack. Yeah. Right? What we trade in, if, that's why you don't really invest in penny stocks. You day trade, you swing trade, you scalp. Right? This isn't where you want to invest or you're going to, it's going to be a roller coaster. You're talking about 40% swings per week sometimes. Yeah, like you said, that thing went from 40 cents to, to $11, $11 to $4, $4 to to 7 back to 5 I mean, there was people out there going, I just paid off my house. Uh-oh, I didn't sell. Now I've just lost 20 grand. You know, it's like that quick in a day or a yeah. week. Um, and so uh, overall, though, with more vol volatility, there's many times that the small cap um, actually outperforms the blue chips. There's just a lot of volatility and a lot of up and downs in the meantime that um, you probably don't end up enjoying that because not very many people have the um, patience and the fortitude to withstand all that emotion without making some kind of dumb decision. Yeah. Right, because when it does dip, there's no guarantee it's coming back up. But they typically do. And, but then people, when they do shoot up, people think it's gonna keep going, and then it instantly, like that speedboat, changes direction on you, and you, by the time, that's the thing. Um, they're like, do your research before you sell. Do your research before you buy. No. The problem is, in five minutes, while you're checking to see if there was news, you could have missed out on five sec five. It could have went up five pennies and already dropped seven, and you would have missed the swing if you had just followed. So in those moments, I, I look at volume and I see what the momentum's doing, and I watch it and I get in and get out. <coughs> yeah, so, yeah, whenever it's going up, I don't look at anything but it going up. <laughs> I, look, I look at it. Uh, like we always have our sell points. We already have our sell points before it goes. And if it goes above that, maybe we stay in a little bit longer and see where it's going to go. And if it starts falling, we sell like that. Because we're not into losing money. Yeah. Not into losing money um, at all. And like I'm not. And, and we learned this week that if we hold long enough, you know, we, we j we'll become a bag holder. But um, at some point, you get to put the bags down. Yeah, everything comes back. That's what I'm learning. Unless it's on fire. Yeah, unless, it's on fire. <laughs> unless it's being delisted, it's not coming back. And, and usually we have enough warning on the ones on fire to kind of get, get avoid out. them. Yeah, we might scalp them like we did JCPenney for a little bit. Scalp it real quick. Make you a few will. bucks. I did, I guess. I'm out. But you were like, no. No. When the potential's there to lose everything. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to start over. So it's time to wrap up this episode. Um, 
so I guess this is where I'm going to be a little fearful. I've won so far, but my one week ratio is 17.2%, which is pretty good. Before I, I wish I'd held overnight. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet, yeah. Yeah, I would, instead of sitting here looking at $1,302 in my account, I'd probably be looking at $1,450, $1,500. However, 17% in a week is pretty darn good. However, let me have it. I had 37.52% oh this gosh. week. So yeah, I was better. So yeah, so that is amazing. That just shows you, you how quickly almost, things can turn around. Yeah, I almost made 40%. Yeah, so very nice. Good for you. Um, and I mean, I mean, if I hadn't called and woke you up, you know, so... Well, that I, was Thursday, not Friday. Oh, well, I mean... I'm, uh, I have overnight. You okay, I'm trying to think. In some way, I must have assisted you. No. <laughs> okay. I, I'm all the right. one who even showed you ships, so, you know. Okay, all right. I'll take my 17% and call it a loss. Now, remember though, as you're thinking of my punishment, that the last two weeks in a row, I didn't punish you because neither one of us made money, even though my percentage was better both weeks in a row. Oh, okay. I didn't make any money. I didn't make any money, but I didn't lose as much money. Yeah. The only reason you were set up to get 40% is because you you were trashed the last two weeks. I mean, you, that sets you up. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, you, you won. All right. So, I'm assuming uh, there's a video coming up on Instagram where I'll have to do the walk of shame of some kind. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. All right, everybody. This was Too Broke Not to Trade. Follow us on Instagram as well with the same name, Too Broke Not to Trade. We are pretty active there. Um, sharing our screenshots for most days, um, little one-minute videos and other things. So follow us there, engage with us there, leave us some messages, some questions, um, some feedback on the podcast. Um, we want to keep doing this. We're doing it for ourselves, for fun, but we also want to provide a value, for, value to you. And we only know if it's being valuable, if you engage with us, let us know. So um, any last words? No, that's all. That's all. See you guys next week. Have a great rest of your weekend.